Welcome to the Christian O'Connell Show podcast. Yesterday we were talking about what's the shortest time from uh, buying something to uh, breaking it. We got this amazing story from Michael, which gives us another idea. First off, it was my car. Three weeks later, I had the police officers come around to say they recovered it. Rang up the insurance to let them know that the car was found. And an hour later, the police officers came back and said it got stolen off the tow truck. So basically, I said to Michael yesterday, that is like the shortest victory lap ever. And uh, we want to know your stories. It's basically the quickest time you've ever gone from being a hero, good news, to suddenly being a loser. Like Michael, we found your car, to suddenly an hour later going, no, it's been stolen again. So very short victory laps. For the better calls between now and 8 o'clock, we have, these were the hot item yesterday. Forget about this radio station's golden ticket. No one was asking for the golden ticket yesterday to go on the shortlist. They wanted one of our very exclusive pens. We've got 100 Christian O'Connell Show pens by Friday at 9 o'clock. Whatever's left, I'm binning. Okay, these all have to go by the end of the show, last show of the year, this Friday at 9. So if you want one, get them while we've still got them. Shortest victory lap stories. On a brighter note, you're listening to the Christian O'Connell Show podcast. Shortest victory lap stories. How quickly can we find you going from winning to losing? Jay, grade six, I was in Christian, opening game of the inter-school footy season, my first game ever. Very wet day in Melbourne, crazy muddy uh, oval. Kicked a goal that put us ahead shortly before the final siren. Siren goes. Impulsively, I celebrate, as I've seen on uh, TV, by diving headfirst onto the oval and some of the mud. However, I lacked the forward trajectory required to send me sliding. Instead, I just slammed. <laughs> On my stomach, (laughs) winding myself severely, struggling to breathe, requiring urgent medical attention. My friends who were originally wanting to celebrate were now had to sit with me concerned while I struggled to breathe, prompting my coach to get everyone to help pick me up and carry me off and then get me back in my feet, gingerly walking back to the lockers, being laughed at. Good times, Jay. It would look so strange to any spectators because it looks like a man just belly flopping onto the ground. Uh, Jay, that's the kind of thing we're looking for. Jay, I will uh, reward you with one of uh, our finest pens. Uh, 94141043. Rachel, good morning. Good morning. How are you, Christian? I'm good, Rachel. So uh, what was your quick uh, victory lap? I had a brand new kitchen installed and that evening my husband went to work and I decided to cook myself a steak. So I put the fry pan on the back burner and then I decided I'd go and have a shower. And while I was in the shower, I heard a loud... Hang on, no, 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 we we, we don't move that quickly into shower. A steak only takes a couple of minutes. (laughs) I like it well cooked. But even so, that's (laughs) no more than eight minutes to get one well done. (laughs) You've got to rotate the steak as well. I know, I know. Like I've heard of simmering like a soup or something while you go and have a shower, but like, yeah, I'd never cook a steak Steak. and then go and have a shower. You could be that casual in there. Oh, I do my hair actually with conditioner, (laughs) (laughs) blow dry it. So what happens? Meanwhile, back at the steak while you're doing the shower routine, what happened to the steak? I heard a loud pop, so I quickly dried myself and went out to the kitchen. And when I got there, I found that the fire retardant splashback had um, exploded and popped. Even so that, even that gave up the flame, <laughs> flame retardant. <laughs> yeah, it's not flame retardant, only fire retardant. So I had ruined the new splashback. Oh, no. 
I'm guessing your husband was yeah. really impressed. Uh, yes, he still reminds me of it to this day. Yeah, I bet, Rachel. <laughs> Rachel, we've got to give you a pen, okay? One for you, one for your husband. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right, Rachel, take care. Thank you very much. Let's go to Greg now. Thanks. Greg, good morning. Hey, Christian. Greg, what's your... Uh, sounds like you're in, still in the uh, the losing phase of this story. So, uh, Greg, what happened? How do you go from winning to losing your short victory lap? Uh, yes, uh, when I was uh, younger and the two young twin boys were having a bit of a barney in the house, one grabbed the old VHS tape and threw it at his brother and missed and went straight through the, the glass window door. So uh, decided to do the right thing and the old rented house go down and buy a whole brand new panel of glass and took the door off, put it in the garage, laid the new glass in and turned around to, to go inside and bump the broom and watch the broom handle go straight down through the middle of the pane of glass. Oh no, Greg, it's almost too cruel, isn't it? Very much so. It's almost when you watch it in slow motion yes. and there's nothing you can do about it. Oh, Greg, that's horrible. I feel bad even laughing. It's just like, oh no. And what do you have to do? Go back and repeat the whole thing? Yeah, yeah, go back and, and it was uh, that old style frosted glass, so I, I remember got that. the the last lot of the previous one, so we had to go for the good old plain glass uh, on the third try. Yeah. <laughs> and when you put it in again, just back away slowly yeah, yeah. from the glass. Yeah, well done, Greg. Very much so. <clears throat> no one around, everyone leave the room quietly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Greg, we'll send you a pen. Thank you very much for your story, mate. Have a good day. You too. The Christian O'Connell Show podcast. Good morning, David. Morning, guys. Love the show. Oh, bless you. Thank um, you very much, David. And uh, what's your short victory lap story for us? Uh, years ago, I was flying to Sydney. I used to be a travel agent, and uh, I was just in the cheap economy seat. And um, I get tapped on the shoulder and said, um, look, I'm terribly sorry. We're going to have to move you up to first class. And I am punching the air, and I stand up, look around, and stroll very confidently into my first class seat. And uh, I'm thinking, this is it. This is how you travel. I had a buckle up, I had a look at the menu, and literally 30 seconds after I've sat down, she taps me on the shoulder and says, I'm really, really sorry, we're going to have to move you again. And I thought, well, there's no further forward than first class. <laughs> Wrong. Um, they walked me into the cockpit, fold down the little jump seat behind the pilot and said, there you go. So that <laughs> is just a few seconds. And there's no meals. And they said, sorry, we haven't got any meals for you, but we can give you an orange juice. (laughs) (laughs) With a little straw in the top. I've never heard them putting a passenger in the cockpit for the whole flight. Years ago, they used to, before 9-11, yeah. There was like a single sort of fold-down seat there. Yeah, I remember that. It was the worst seat on the plane. I'm six foot one, and I'm oh, like, yeah, oh. it's a tiny little one. <laughs> you guys want to watch Big Bang Theory? Uh, now you probably have to fly the plane. So we'd like to move you to first class for thirty seconds um, to enjoy. <laughs> you should have wolfed down all the food and drink and cheese you could do in thirty seconds, uh, David. That's a great one. We'll give you one of our uh, first class Christian O'Connell show pens. Thank you very much, guys. Great Thank story, David. Thank you very much, uh, Glenn. Good morning. Good morning. Um, so yeah, I was up uh, Alice Springs doing the Fink Desert Race. Uh, had a had a really good ride. Felt good. Came in about a hundred position out of six hundred, which is good. Got it all pumped. Coming over the finish line, thought I'd pop a wheelie. Got it up onto the back wheel, and just as I was going underneath the finishing line, I threw it all away and ended up finishing the race about two metres behind my bike as it was flying through the air. Came off, dislocated my shoulder, 
<laughs> but what a what that a showman yeah, finish though. That's evil can evil yeah. style. The bike yeah. finished in a hundredth place. <laughs> yeah, one hundred first. Glenn, we give you a pen. That's a great story. Thank you very much for sharing it with us, mate. Cheers. Uh, let's go to Nikki. Nikki. Hi, hi, team. Hello, Nikki. What is your story then about a short victory lap? Okay, so I signed up for a triathlon. I'm no athlete by any imagination, so it was more just a participation event for me. And um, I, so I was very surprised when I got the second fastest time and uh, only to realise later on that I'd missed half of the course. <laughs> I can't believe how easy it is to be an athlete. Well, I must be a natural. <laughs> Next stop, Olympic gold. <laughs> Absolutely. No training required. Oh, Nikki, that's amazing. <laughs> I, I only realised when, because my family had come to support me, they'd, my kids had made beautiful signs, go mummy, um, and I didn't, didn't see them on the course and they didn't see me because they were at a part of the course that I obviously didn't get to. <laughs> <laughs> what a shame they're going to be at that, fi- that, that early finish line for you there. <laughs> oh, Nikki, that is an amazing story. Nikki, we'll have to give you a show pen for that one. Thank you very much for calling in with it. That's a great one. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Nick. Thank you. Bye. The Christian O'Connell Show Podcast. <laughs> 